0: Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now.
1: Ready to pop the question?
0: Welcome
1: to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast, a Canadian
0: podcast about paganism in today's modern society. again, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where we sit around a kitchen table and talk about modern paganism. I'm Margot, And I'm Maeve. I'm Gwen. I'm Brian. The topic for this episode, taking money for services. How that works? Should that work? I guess my two cents is, in the olden times, when people would barter, they could have trade a chicken for a lesson or a series of lessons, whereas I don't have chickens. (laughs) I don't even know if you like chicken. (laughs) So I have spent my time earning my money, doing what I do. And that is what I have to barter with and to trade with to secure services that i might require
2: i think this is a pretty straightforward topic i think all four of us believe that any service you may provide you should receive payment in some form be it trade be it money be it trading services i don't think any of us are going to necessarily disagree with that but we know plenty of people in the community very strongly believe that pagans should be willing to give up their services for free now of course there's always the concept that monetary value is a barrier to some that's obviously a problem but i think that's more to be dealt with on an individual basis not as a blanket problem
0: and i guess my experience in nova scotia as well has been the sliding scale is a big thing here because Mm -hmm. people's ability to make money or earn money or have money available ranges so greatly that I really enjoy attending or participating in events that I know have a sliding scale because then I know that does help reduce that
2: barrier to some people. So are any of you members of an association or a large organization? I don't believe any. Three are normal. no, no, no. So, I'm a member of ADF, and we have to pay our $30 a year membership fee. And in ADF, we have if you are unable to pay your $30 a year, they, they waive it, and that's that's not an issue. You just say can't afford it, and they, they waive it. And as a member of the Grove, we even have Grove dues. I think we pay $50 a family, it's $30 for an individual, and that's your fee for the year you're paying to be a member of these organizations. Whatever the organization does with those fees is up to them. For Grove, we end up using a lot of money for charity donations and stuff. ADF uses it for education. I mean, it's, but things cost money. Maintaining a website costs money. Maintaining mailing lists costs money. Maintaining communication people internationally costs money.
3: You pay your dues for expenses,
2: not for profit. Exactly, yeah. No one's profiting this. Yeah. Like, our Grove has a nice little kitty but we ain't rich because of it yeah or anything like that yeah
3: and
1: i was thinking of of a little mystery story back in the day when they did wicko 101 or work with these crystals and they were free and you maybe want to take that up
0: well that's one of the things i was thinking of when we were talking about doing this topic when We had workshops or classes, and they were free, and they were limited space. People had to sign up. But if you didn't have to pay anything, people didn't take it that seriously. So A, they would sign up, the class would be full, and then they wouldn't show up. So somebody else who really wanted to come wasn't able to get into the class who would have been there. Classes that were free were occasionally disruptive as well, because people didn't take the material seriously. Whereas if Vanessa charged a small fee for classes, people would show up, they paid money, and they would take the class a little more seriously. Now, she didn't like to take money. So her way around that was you then got a gift certificate for part of it to then be able to spend in the store. So she was, you know, of course, promoting her business at promoting her store, but also giving people an opportunity to use some of the money they spent there as well but i and i agree i really feel that the public in general i know sweeping generalization don't value things they don't have to pay for
2: yeah. i agree and what we did drew one-on-one at little mysteries it was five dollars at the door yeah. five dollars however the store ended up giving us the money back like right we, as a grove we got to keep the money which was dummies. Nice. So, it, yeah, you're right. It wasn't for profit, but it applied value to yes, what was exactly. happening and people took it more seriously. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something we sort of adopted. We've done Druid 101s at the library. We've always just charged $5 nominal fee. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I find a lot of the time when I was teaching classes, I had to pay for the space I was using. Mm-hmm. You know, the church had to you know, be paid for every week. Or yeah, you UU wasn't it giving be. you the church for free. No, the UU wasn't. And for me... If I'm teaching something, holding a class of some sort, yes, I will charge. But if somebody says, you know, I want to have just a little non-official meaning, you know, but I want a little pagan hand fasting or something, well, I don't charge for that. You know, or sitting around talking with someone. Or there have been times in the past when someone would say, oh, you know, next time your coven's together, I really need this. Could you do a little magic for me? We never charged for that. Or anything like you know never charged for spells or certainly I think if you've made something you know when you've charged you know it's whatever created content created yeah. content you know if I, you know some, again making people candles or something maybe yeah. pay for that you've had to buy the materials mm-hmm. and all that
0: for me I don't but I mean if I'm teaching something absolutely you know I was thinking about some of the other issues we've talked about outside of the podcast about people paying for classes and paying for training. The teacher of these classes, the creators of these contents, they can't live on oxygen alone.
2: No, everybody has bills. Yes. Uh. So
0: if that is your calling and you have knowledge and wisdom and practical experience to impart and people want to learn that, again, I don't have chickens. You can't just, I can't give you a chicken.
2: Well, paganism is <laughs> also at a disadvantage in this sense, because like in Catholicism, they have the Vatican. The Vatican pays like with their golden toilets and gold bars all over the place. They just pay for everything. And, every, and uh, you know, collection. You and yeah, collection, collection every
0: yeah. Sunday. Or
2: yes. we don't have that in paganism. No. Interestingly enough, I, we were in Montreal, I want to say about two years ago, we met with uh, a druidaire Hobbs. Hobbes you a druid everybody knows who Hobbes is. And he was saying that rituals he holds, he began to start passing around a collection plate. Uh, or at least pay, expecting people to pay $2, $5 to attend a ritual. And it wasn't for a for-profit situation. It was eventually it's going to get cold. Eventually these rituals need to move indoors mm-hmm. and they need to rent a hall. So he just built a small kitty of money to rent out this hall in the winter and a lot of people were really upset at first and those people didn't come and Mm. that was okay yes the people who were willing to put in the two dollars or the five dollars or the people who said i want to attend but i don't have the two dollars what can i do to help he put them to work in some way in a ritual and they Mm -hmm. would make it work he was a strong believer that you're not necessarily paying for the service but you're paying to maintain the future of whatever it is this is what that we've created
1: When I first came here to Halifax 20 years ago, there was a reasonably active six Source slash Cups group in the church, and that's how I connected first with the open pagan community. And they didn't like to charge for ritual, but they had to pay for their space at Mm -hmm. the church whenever, and there was lunar events and there was Sabbath events. And so what uh, the organizer did was she would follow the ritual with a kaylee or a whatever and everybody that had any skill whether it was storytelling or singing or drumming or whatever they would um, all have a bardic sort of event after she was pruetic and there would be a passing of the hat and that's how people felt more comfortable they were willing to stay for the bardic pass the hat and it paid the thing but the idea of passing the hat to pay for the ritual space people got up in arms about it and it seems strange to me but even now certain groups rent that church with the rising cost of whatever like a nominal fee of 10 bucks or something ahead for a ritual which very often will not cover the rental of the space they get flack for that and they get told that they've got no right to charge that it's disheartening in a way it assumes a level of privilege that the people putting on the rituals can afford to absorb all these costs because not just is the rental of space but maybe you need 30 candles because you have 30 people show up to an open ritual or you know sometimes in the bigger ones much greater amounts of people maybe you need whatever however the ritual is constructed and so are only wealthy people able to host rituals and then that creates all sorts of other issues. Is that representative of the community or people's skills and what they have to offer? You know, I have some personal things on another topic, but I remember that that's how she got around that. And I think the ritual part, I'm not 100% comfortable for charging for ritual.
0: Isn't that interesting though, that people are willing to pay money, donate, contribute for entertainment, Mm -hmm. but not for their spiritual practice. But not for their spiritual practice
2: it's interesting you say that because it's almost hearkening back to the previous episode of gatekeeping that unless you come of a moderate living that you can't perform a winter ritual comfortably Mm -hmm. i have a twitter follower she like to shout out. She often jokes that the one thing Catholics never stole from pagans was that they enjoy their indoors and air conditioning. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, you're right. It's Especially here in Nova Scotia, there's a period where it's almost impossible to hold a ritual inside. It's cool. Yeah, we could try. And <laughs> you know, I'll it's... stand out there in my kilts for a little bit. <laughs>
3: That's funny. But, and on this little side note, when you're talking to people or teaching class, whenever people talk about oh the whole sky thing, and it's like, do you know how hard it is to actually go outdoors and do a sky ritual in Nova Scotia?
2: Yeah. Like,
3: it's either freezing or yeah. you're gonna be have deep poisoning. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> Not easy here. I think how we look at it, is, it's not necessarily you're paying for the ritual, you're making a donation so that the ritual can take place. Yes. You're not paying for the service, you're paying so that for service the can
1: maintenance The maintenance to allow that yeah.
2: service to exactly. take place.
1: Is that too nuanced for people that complain though? I would love to talk about this creation of this new entity that Brian and I are deeply invested in, but when we had calls out for feedback and that sort of thing, and we were looking for the very nominal fee of $10 a year, and this is to help us get off the ground. Nobody's going home rich here. $10 a year for our community to make this work and there was strong strong pushback that we were gatekeeping that we were excluding people and yes there will be people that that may come as a struggle and of all years 2020 may sharpen some of those divides etc but often this is Nova Scotia so while we may not have a sliding scale when it's only 10 bucks if this has value to you what are you prepared to contribute I guess is a better thing mm-hmm. for, for our community now,
3: was there argument that you would only be there to help people who have paid a registration fee or you'll just help anyone no,
1: nobody even got that far
2: no. Plus, it okay. wasn't even
1: it
3: as soon as you
2: brought that, up the concept of a donation to a legal entity they were up in our they felt all of this should be just provided for free the unfortunate thing is society doesn't work that way no everything no other costs.
3: organization
2: anywhere no.
3: does it and, for free and so one
2: of the arguments that had come up was like you don't have to pay to go to church and i was so ready to defend that as i pulled out the humongous wad of Pre-stamped envelopes for my mother-in-law's church. Yes, that she's expected to put twenty dollars in each week and put it in the tray. The denomination is on the envelope. This is just the reality.
1: And, and adult people understand that there's a minister to be paid and a and a structure to be kept warm in the winter and have electricity in the summer and and that's part of being part of a community. Yep. Um, but all part of creating this legal entity, which now has a name, Pagan Assembly of Nova Scotia, voted on by
2: the general membership.
1: membership. All part of this is a sort of trying to create a thing where we grow up, instead of being that outsider alternative religion, sure, have some of that cachet or whatever, but there's responsibilities that come with being part of a faith. And within our culture, people don't value what they don't do not
3: That's nice. that yep. do you go to yoga for free? What yeah. is more enlightening and all <laughs> of that? To yoga? Do you go into that yoga studio for nothing?
2: Nope. No, you pay for everything. You may not realize it, but nothing in life is free. There's a variety of esoteric stores that sell all sorts of stuff. There's businesses built on this, and just like anything else, the esoteric store isn't there to provide you with spiritual services. It's there to provide you with the tools to help you guide you on your own spiritual path of course but like an organization like the paying of this of Nova Scotia the goal here is to provide services that will hopefully help people on their own path and unfortunately it costs money
3: you go to Starbucks when you buy a large anything
1: you paint them up yeah,
2: yeah. there you go there's your From membership for one visit
1: as From- opposed to a year's worth of yeah. yeah but there is pushback and I think we go back to in some cases and maybe you can correct me but I think that was a gardener thing there was no money But again, he
2: was—he was privileged. Yeah, oh yeah, he was very privileged. He He was uh,
1: there
3: was no money, but you know, but he still got all the young girls running around his place naked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Another episode. Another episode.
3: But on that topic, and there has been a little bit of fuss about. Certain groups may be charging for their levels of initiation and their training.
2: I don't understand the uproar about that. I don't mind. We're talking about the Temple of Witchcraft. Uh, I, I have no opinion. Yeah, no. Two, I have no opinion. That's up to each individual. Like, if, if you wish to pay for that, that's your decision. If you find value in the content that's
1: provided. Exactly. And if um faith and your spiritual path progresses within this community and within the information that you gain, all those sorts of things, every person should be able to decide how they get there. Right. Mm -hmm. How they get there. We've heard different things, but the people within that tradition, they have the right to walk away at any time. Yeah, yeah, they're not, absolutely not. And they, to a person, I have never heard anybody complain about value. Not one person that I've ever spoken to has ever regretted or resented the money that was spent. I think it's really interesting, again, where where people draw that line, and that expectation that things will be provided for free. And my experience with this is because I've had a bit of a public face, and I think more minor in, in our small community than many, but because I had a bit of a public face, People would say, oh, well, so-and-so's in the hospital. We would like a chaplain to come by. And here I have two jobs, and I am associated with an interfaith church so that I can provide legal wedding ceremonies. And I'm quite busy with family issues, yet there's this expectation that I would just come and, mm-hmm. and do hospital visits go visit somebody in a home, possibly no. provide a uh, right of passage, all of those sorts of things. And when I can, I am more than happy to, but often I'm talking about people that I know through friends or people that I know peripherally, and I've never asked for money for it, but it is not a sustainable thing. And I found myself really depleted by that need. And yet that need is there. That's a genuine need. People are not being out of line to, want community, want their faith. Absolutely. So how do we do that when you mention the idea of a pagan chaplaincy or a pagan priesthood and people lose their ever-loving minds over that aspect? How do you provide those services for people without a strict
0: That's legal. Yeah. entity and those structures. and.
3: Well, you know, I mean, say my mother was ill and she needed the minister from her church to go there. Well, that minister's on
2: salary. Yeah, he's yeah. getting paid. He that's part of his paid. job. That's- and ideally, like, I'd like to see the pagan assembly of Gnomes, be able to be put in a position where eventually, yeah, we might be able to play clergy. But that's not going to happen anytime soon in my lifetime. But it'd be nice for that to be some sort of end goal. No one's trying to get rich here. If you're able to pay someone a moderate living to do these services full-time, that's a good thing. And I don't understand the people who view this in a negative light. I can't wrap Not up. Not
1: 10 bucks a year. No. And <laughs> in our personal experience. Yeah. yeah with, uh, with and with we,
2: that. Like, I pay my ADF membership, and I, I definitely believe what I get out of ADF is worth more than my
0: $30. I am probably one of the brokest people I know. I mean I know yeah. people have no idea I'm
3: broke I'm yes. I'm broke right like, people have no idea it's...
0: how little money I make and what I manage to live on. But yet I'm still speak from a place of privilege. I could still pay and am more than happy and looking forward to paying my ten dollars for the membership. Right. But do
2: that. There, there'll definitely be people who can't. And that's okay, too. There'll be systems in place for and people he, like that.
0: Perhaps there are people like me who, again, don't have a lot of money. But I have another spare $10 that I could put in the pot. Here is some money so that someone else who wants to join, who can't pay, right. will be covered.
2: Right. And, and so it just harkens back to the, you're not paying for the spiritual service. We're not no. telling you. What you believe and how you should believe. We're hoping to provide tools that'll help you. However, whatever those tools manifest into.
3: So I think our general our general consensus seems to be: if you're providing a service, a payment of some sort is not an unreasonable
2: thing. No. So one thing that's big in ADF, uh, and I'm not sure if this exists elsewhere. I'm sure a positive exists elsewhere, but a lot of the uh, clergy in ADF have patreons contribute five dollars a month. To their patreon and they have a variety of prayers or poems they write and that's where you get access to but this allows them to provide their clergy services at a reduced cost for everybody else I, I things
1: s- that are available for the general public and then patrons that support them may also get a little bonus of extra exactly you're right
2: <laughs> and this sort of allows them to perform their services in a more moderate living comfortable Level.
3: There is no other spirituality on this planet, or religious group, or anything that does it all for free. You know, ten thousand years ago, in I don't know, in the Nile, the local witch doctor
2: showed up and he got a fish. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it just it just happens. It also comes back to the fact that a lot of organizations you don't necessarily have to be paying for the service, but if you could do the service. For a donation, that's a different way to look at it. So, like, passing that collection plate Mm -hmm. at a ritual Mm -hmm. to hopefully collect tooties so that you can perform your winter rituals indoors.
3: Yeah, I have no problem with that. The hats being passed
2: around. Yeah, and if you you don't have the tootie to put in, that's okay. But understand that if you have multiple tooties jangling around your pocket, then it doesn't hurt. That's right
1: now I, I actually am thinking that you mentioned mave about back in the day a, a specific group you get asked for spells and that sort of thing one of the things that i've been asked for and i have usually done as a group or invited people are house cleansings and blessings that seems mm-hmm. to be a thing mm-hmm. and my personal rule was sort of if i'm doing it for a person and they're in a tough spot or something Happy to do that for free. Happy to come in for free and do that. If you're a real estate person, and the thing is we're not having that issue right now, but the the house is sat forever and you're not making any money and you want a cleansing and blessing, got paid. Even if you're trying to sell your house, it's a monetary thing. The person, I am happy to do work for people that are, oh, I need a little self-care because of this. Here, pry these herbs with this and in this process and see where you get or this candle or whatever. But I am not afraid to ask for money if somebody's gonna take what I do and monetize it for themselves. Then I'm quite happy to mm-hmm. to charge for that. There are a number of people that charge for spells online. Now I say that to be fair, I sell spell kits but then they are also assembled there's content there's the ritual practice that i've prepared there's the elements i've collected things individually you know it may end up costing you more than what i can assemble it for or the same or whatever so i do sell spell kits and i do charge for education and very often when people ask me about house blessings i will say well i'll come and do it once or i have some stuff i can give to you i would like to empower Mm -hmm. people that You can do your own spouse. I can give you this or give you that and get you started. This
3: is going to sound so very incredible. I have now done three dog funerals. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) kidding. Pet funerals. I mean, I'm I'm like, can I pass your name around? I'm like, and I've had more than one person say, well, my cat's getting really old. Will you come when the time comes? And I'm like, you know, to do a funeral for them. You know, it's people I kind of know or someone knows. They go, well, can they give you money? And I'll go no. I, yeah. I personally don't, but most of them they give me a thank you card and there is money in it. Even though I'm like yeah. I don't want to take your money, yeah. I, but again, they say no, please. Is... You've come out here, you've driven this many, whatever. I'm out in Catch Harbor or <laughs> wherever I am, and. I'm like no, truly, I was happy to do this. Just
0: but it's also their way of showing how much they appreciate what you've done,
3: and you have to allow them that. Yes, Yes. yeah, Yeah. they they do, and it's like I know that sounds incredible. Anyone needs a pet funeral. I'll be the pet funeral person for the Pegasus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that gets discussed in this clergy circle is everyone expects we're gonna do a bunch of weddings, but it's all funerals. The vast majority of what you do is funerals. Yeah, that's
3: true. It's all
2: funerals. Yes.
3: <laughs> I think we're getting close to the end of this year. If anyone has any thoughts, or opinions. We're certainly always open to hearing what you have to say, and we're happy to hear from you. You can go to our Facebook page, Three Witches and a Druid, and we'll probably be back in about two weeks. Tune back in for what wonderful things we will be talking about then. So until next time, everyone, merry meet, merry arch, and merry meet again. Bless blessed it be.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.